DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on. Love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me, and return. I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. How was your day, ma'am? Um, good. It was a long, 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 long day for me, but it was a good day. I was actually cleaning my house all day yesterday. You know how you have company and you're like, I got to clean this whole house just because I just, it's been hard, like being home so much and mm-hmm. things are accumulating. All my packages are getting delivered to my house. I have like a whole stack of boxes in the front, just trying to get it together. And then um, one of my friends is here, and she ended up having me up till like one in the morning, just talking. Okay. Well, that's a nice thing. Who's, who's your friend? Who's here? I'm Ada Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Charlamagne. You know, she's on my she's on my Master Your Comedy show that's on Facebook right now for We the Culture. All right. Well, of course, I've been you know planning out everything for this car show, and I'm doing one in Jersey, so I've been planning that out. So. That's been my life for the last couple of days, making sure everybody has a, a great time with these events that I'm doing. Charlamagne, what's popping? What happened? Nothing. What are we doing? I'm a asking show? you. Yeah. You come in here singing R&B. The other day you came in here yeah, singing R&B. You was mad horny, so I just got to make sure. I'm always singing R&B. You got to find your little pockets of joy where you can, guys and gals out there. Okay? What makes you happy? Did you set your intentions this morning? Did you wake up? Did you read your affirmations? Did you pray? Did you meditate? What did you do? Did you get here on time this morning? Did you say the yo, 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 yo? Or did you come in here singing? Mm. I feel like I'm on time. Let me tell you something about life. In life, Mm. you know, I can identify as whatever I want to identify as. And guess what? I am on time this morning. Oh, you identify on time? You going to tell me I'm not? (laughs) You don't know my life. Okay. I am. All right. You know what then? You on, I, va- you on vacation? <laughs> hey, man, if you want to identify as being on vacation, do it. All right. Okay, well, it's your prerogative. Well, it's Friday. We got some special guests joining us this morning. We have Lisa Price, who is the founder of Carol's Daughter. Lisa Price, yes. And Latham mm. Thomas, who is a celebrity doula. She's a doula. She's not a celebrity doula. She's just a yeah, doula. Yeah, she's not just a period. celebrity yes. doula. As I said, she she's is. a doula. That's she definitely, uh, mm-hmm. she, my, wife, my wife did not have to have a C-section. Uh, for our third child because of uh, because of Lathan. And the doctors definitely told her that she was going to have to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. Lathan was like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And because of Lathan, we had that vaginal birth. So I love Lathan. The glow, Maven. Own your glow. Mm-hmm. And also a uh, new artist by the name it is of... Black, and one more thing I was going to say, it is Black Maternal Health Week this week. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you guys all know about that because black women are three to four times more likely to die in childbirth than any other race. Mm-hmm. More than white women. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a new artist named Murray joining us this morning. Carolina Zone. North Carolina Zone. But that's yeah. my Carolina brethren. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? You know, I wish I had some good news for you on a Friday. But unfortunately, uh, most of the nope. news that I had this morning, there was eight people killed after a mass shooting mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. And we'll tell you what we know so far. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey! Good morning, everybody.
everybody, it's DJ AV, hey. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Gap, the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with this shooting that happened uh, late last night in Indianapolis at a FedEx facility. At least eight people were shot and killed, and it's near Indianapolis International Airport. Now, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department officers responded to that shooting, and when they arrived, they found an active shooter incident. They said, this is a tragedy, but we will come through it with flying colors. According to uh, the department spokesperson, they said the gunman had died, and the public is not believed to be in immediate danger. They said it was too early to tell whether the shooter was an employee at the facility. We're still trying to ascertain the exact reason and cause for this incident. At least four people were transported to local hospitals, including one person with critical injuries, with injuries consistent with gunshot wounds, and two other people were treated at the scene. No law enforcement officers were injured. Other injured people took themselves to hospitals in the area. And this uh, Indianapolis hub for FedEx employs more than 4,500 team members. It's the second largest hub in the company's global network, according to a representative. Yeah, we know what the cause is most of the time, though, right? Mentally and emotionally unstable people with access to weapons. Yeah, you know, the sad thing about it, I, I, you know, they were saying that everybody had to check in their phones when they go to work. So people couldn't call the police right away mm-hmm. because they didn't have their phones on and their phones were in the locker. Which makes so you no mean sense. to tell me they live they, they 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 work at a facility where people check their phones but they don't check for guns? Pretty much. <laughs> like that doesn't even make no sense. Pretty much. I'm telling you, all of these facilities have to have, you know, metal detectors and stuff now. Sorry, uh, a lot facilities with a lot of people have to have armed security. That's just the world we live in. But you know, in certain well, places, it- in certain places, you're allowed to carry a gun no matter where it is. Like in certain, even in certain venues. And the only reason I know is because when I do these seminars and car shows, it's like I, I ask for metal detectors. It's like, no, this is an open carry venue. Yeah, like, but you're even, allowed to carry. But know? even in those open carry states, um, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of those venues have the right to refuse you with your I weapons as well. Too, yep. mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, those are the type of precautions we got to take in 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, police did arrive last night at 11 p.m. and they responded. They came in. And like I said, they believe there's uh, there's no more harm that can be done. Two employees inside the building at the time said that they heard as many as 10 gunshots. And they said at first they thought the sound was from a car. But after hearing more, that's when one of them um, stood up, Jeremiah Miller, and saw a man with a weapon, he said. He said, after hearing the shootings, I did see a body on the floor behind a vehicle. They then left the building and watched as about 30 police cars responded. They said, thank God for being here because I thought I was going to get shot. Hey, man, we live in the United States of anxiety. You can wake up every day and pick your trauma. Okay, every single day there's something that keeps us on edge. And if there's not, you ain't paying attention. All right, and I just want to let people know who have gotten the vaccination. According to the CEO of Pfizer, they say a third COVID vaccine dose is likely needed within 12 months of getting fully vaccinated. And he also said it's possible people will need to get vaccinated against coronavirus annually, which I think is what they had already been saying. Now, when it comes to Johnson & Johnson, they are saying that... um, a man in Mississippi has been partially paralyzed and unable to talk after getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. He's paralyzed on one side of his body, according to his family. He suffered a stroke soon after stepping out last week to get the one-dose shot. Yeah, it's over for Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> okay, it's a wrap. He's a father of seven. He was rushed to the hospital. They determined that he had a stroke as a result of a blood clot in his brain. Yeah. And, he, and then how many days did he take that shot? Because I know they, at one time they were saying between 6 and 13. How many days did that fall in? 
You know? Well, he stepped out to, yeah, he went to go get that one dose shot. And according to his aunt, he said they called me and said he had the vaccine and that something is wrong. And then he was rushed to the hospital. Oh, yeah. right after he got the shot. So not even any time. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a good story on Yahoo about how America's about to hit a vaccine wall and, and demand for the vaccine is, is dropping with or without Johnson & Johnson. Now, they were saying that in, even in the Jacob Javits Center, which was one of the biggest centers in the country, they said there's 6,000 open slots where people can get the vaccination and, and people are, are not signing up. People and right now they're saying about 5,800 fully vaccinated people have caught COVID anyway in the United States. See, but, people, you know, it's not 100% effective, though. Yeah, no but, one ever said that. But y'all said it was 90-something. Y'all said one of them was 96%. No, 5,800 out of how many people have gotten it? No, 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 no. 77 million people right. are fully vaccinated. Right, but they're saying no, even with the vaccination, you can still get it. The vaccination right. is so you don't die. Sure. But 5,800 out of 77 million is a very small percentage. Yeah, but that's what they're saying. They say you still can get it. That's what they're saying. You still should wear a mask, but it's less likely that you will die or have serious injuries due to COVID. That's why people don't say 5,800 is a small percentage because you didn't say that when people were talking about COVID initially, meaning when CNN started their counter at Mm -hmm. 1,000 people, 2,000 people, 3,000 people out of 300 something million, y'all weren't saying that's a small percentage. So don't do that with this. People were saying it was a small percentage. No, they weren't. They were, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was state of emergency. But getting, getting a vaccine vaccine does not mean you will not get COVID. That's what they're saying. They're saying right. that 90% well, fi- accuracy yeah. is saying that you And Pfizer's vaccine I don't know what the hell y'all is about. 95% effective in preventing symptomatic disease in mm. clinical trials. I know one thing. I got my CMOS on me right now. There you okay. go. Bring me my orange juice. What the hell y'all talking about? All right, well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent... Phone lines are wide open. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, peace and blessings, man. How are you guys doing today? Hello, Hello Sean Stone. Guy. What's up, man? Oh, hey, Sean Stone. How are you? My bad. Sean Stone. How are you? (laughs) Hey, good day, guys. How you guys doing today? Charlamagne, DJ Envy, uh, Angela Yee. What's up, man? Y'all feeling good today? Yes, sir. Peace, King. How are you? Hey, I'm blessed, man. Right now, I'm at work. It's just sad what's going on in the world right now. You know, a lot of people dealing with anxiety like myself. You know what I mean? I'm I'm afraid of the police, man. For real, for real. I'm afraid you know of the, I'm afraid of the police. I'm afraid of regular mass shooters. I'm afraid of yeah. uh, getting sick. Like it's uh, you know, pick yeah. like I say, yeah. pick your trauma, bro. Pick your poison. Yeah. Which one you want? I, I I know one thing is I'm, I'm not taking that vaccine. I'm gonna continue feeding up on my CMOS. Continue doing the right thing for my body. But envy, I need your help, man. I need your help with my credit, man. So I need that information for the credit dude. Yeah, you could go go to his Instagram and he got a link and then um he could definitely help you out. You know what well, What's his name though on Instagram? Is is uh the credit dude? Oh, the, that's his name. The credit yeah, dude? the credit dude. Yeah, credit dude. If you're listening, Sean Stone needs your help, man. I'm trying to do a big thing for this year, man. Yeah, get get to him. He he does he does people pretty well and he doesn't just charge people. He he charges what he takes off your credit. So if he can't get nothing off or if there's a problem, he does not charge. So and and Angela, uh, thank you, Envy. Angela, yeah, I'm not sure if you know that I started my own uh, business. 
It's called Stone Tropical Limeade. I'm just wondering if I could send you guys some limeade up there. I'm very clean, even though oh, I'm limeade. I yeah, love yeah. that. And listen, you know what is crazy? I was just talking about limeade because my grandfather used to make homemade limeade all the time. It's the best I've ever had. So I'll be interested yeah, so I wanna, I wanna to see what yours you is like. Some. I want to send you guys some. So I want to ask if it's okay for me to send you guys some. Yeah, I'm trying not to here. get sick, bro. I'm trying not no, to get sick. I'm, I'm a avoiding... very clean dude. I'm, I wash my hands, even though I'm in sanitation, bro. I stay clean, bro. Please. I would hope me. so. Sanitation uh, workers should be the cleanest. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I really want to get my business off the ground. I'm a black man out here, and I'm just trying to do the right thing in life, period. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to run up and hurt nobody. I'm just trying right. to do my thing well, send, out here. Send it up here, bro, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try it out. You know the address. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Todd calling from Cleveland. Todd, what's, what's up, Todd? Hey, Todd? I'm calling from Cleveland. I got to get it off my chest. Yo, Charlemagne. Angela Yee, you pretty thing. Keep doing your thing. Hey, this is you, Envy. You hear me, Envy? I'm here. This is you, man. That's your show, The Bachelor, right, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is. I seen one full episode of The Bachelor, the very first one. I didn't know that that was the first episode, but it caught my attention because there was a sister on there that was hot back in the day. I bet she still is. That dude played. This dude, what's his name? Colton Underwood? This yeah. This dude knew he was a homosexual, man. It was on the news last night. That's how I knew about it. He, he had to know he was a homosexual. What I, what I have caught, the little bit that, I, that I've seen from the back. Can we, can we, can, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I, can I say something? You, yeah. said, you said that Mr. Underwood should have known he was a homosexual. Of course he knew he was a homosexual. <laughs> what kind of statement is that? He didn't want to accept it. He said he tried to pray it away. I didn't say he should have known. I said he knew. Of course he knew. Yeah, he knew. Right. It was this wasn't this wasn't news. He didn't have an epiphany in the last few weeks or months or years. <laughs> you know, the little bit that I've caught from this broadcast is that at least ten of those honeys every episode, and I'm talking about the women honeys. only. Okay, they they really they really trying to get a good dude and move on with their mm -hmm. life. Now the rest of them might be just there to get on TV, or they got they kind of one way or the other about whether they get one. If they get a winner, that's cool, that's nice. But if they don't, so what? They got on TV. But at least 10 of those honeys on any given episode are trying to get a good deal. And he played them. He played them. He played the one that he ended up pick, picking. He short. He shorted that chick's family. And I'm questioning whether the producers of The Bachelor are getting ready to play the audience that watches that show and bring that dude back on and let him pick from a rack of dudes. For the of next course. They, you know, of course. And that would be amazing. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it's going to be. Maybe I'm, and maybe you and Envy can host it. Who, you and Charlamagne? No. You, <laughs> you ain't talking about me, because I promise you. I you wouldn't host it. Now, don't, don't lie to me now. You wouldn't host it if they came to you? I'm totally like, yo, straight we'll... with you. I would not host that show. I, I wouldn't host support, it either. I do not support that kind of behavior. I really don't. What kind when of behavior? I say, when I say well, that kind of behavior, this is what I mean. Are you listening? I'm listening. If mm -hmm. you want to be a homosexual, that's your business. I ain't really got an issue with that. But that dude was playing people. And even homosexuals, I'm sure, don't want nobody that got a history of playing people like that. They that's not even. Prefer. That's I not even my. That's that's not even my reason well, for I not wanting to show. host it. I wouldn't host it just because I don't watch the show. Yeah. Well, I watch the show, and I would host it anyway. Yeah, and I, I'm sure it's, it was difficult for him to come to terms with that. That's why it took him a while to be able to openly come out. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. And Dramos, if you want to be a contestant, we can hook that up too. Why, Get it why off why your chest. 800-585-1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. 
Hello, who's this? Man, what's going on, man? It's Nick G, man. Nick G, what's Nick up? Nick G. Get it off your chest. Man, man I just want to tell y'all, man, thank you for letting me get on here. And uh, a lot of people have been listening to our music, man. Envy, I think you checked out my boy Ajax Stack's Instagram yesterday. Um, man, we just happy. A lot of good things been happening. Shout out to Melo for still doing his Fireman joint. And uh, we got a new video dropping on 420. Everybody go check out my boy Ajax Stacks, A-J-A-X Stacks on Instagram. And check me out. I got a new song on my bio at Married with Children with two L's. And thank y'all, man. I really appreciate it. A lot of good things been happening. Yes, sir. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on? What's up? What's up, bro? I'm tired of giving up all my money to these credit repair companies. Mm. And um, I was wondering if you could help me out. And I've been trying to hit you up on IG. Me and my wife, our credit score is like, well, well mine is like in the lower six, husband, and upper fives. But I just got stuff on there from like years and years back, like seven, eight years. I still have my credit report, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do it like how y'all doing it, man. I'm trying to get some problems. Yeah, well, you should. Um, I, I, I send people to the credit dude. I just like him. He's, uh, he's a good dude, and he doesn't. He only charges for what he takes off your credit. He doesn't ask for no money up front. Um, I like that. Mm-hmm. I think he's fair. Uh, I use him for anything that I have. He's got my credit into the 800s. Well, actually, two okay. of them, two of them are in the 800s. One of them is still set like a 770. But he works hard and he's he's easy to get on the phone. He has a strong team. I would say try him out on Instagram. It's the Credit Dude. Credit Dude. Yes, sir. Okay. And I think it's T. It is it T H A or T H E? T H E. T H E. Credit okay. Dude. Yep. His name is Jose. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, y'all. All right. Hello. Who's this? This is Jody. Hey, Jody. Get it off your chest, Jody. Okay, I have a very serious question for you guys, and I think everyone should hear it. Um, so I read on the news today when I was looking when I woke up that if you get the vaccine and you die afterwards, your life insurance is null and void. That yeah, after you crazy. get the shot, your life insurance is null and void. I, I don't know if that's true, so I, I'm not... No, I don't know if yeah, that's true. Everybody that. need to do their own research on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but that's good to talk to you okay, too. Okay, look, look nah. I just I just read an article already saying that that's not that's false information. No, I do know that if you the COVID nineteen vaccine isn't approved by the what FDA is it? Yeah, that's what it's saying. Yeah, so if it's not approved by the FDA, if you take it, you're not able to sue um any of the the, the, the pharmaceutical companies later. That I know. I don't know nothing okay. about your well, life insurance being another I just want to make sure, you know, my family will be yeah. able to take care of me if something was to happen. I think it's good for people to know. Okay. Well, thank you, Mom. No, it's, it's, it said it's false information. I'm looking at these insur- the insurance commissioner. It says the public should not believe misinformation on COVID-19 and life insurance. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Marco. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, I just wanted to shout out, uh, shout out y'all real quick. Uh, Charlamagne, Envy, Angela Yee. This is like crazy to even talk to y'all. What's up, brother? Okay. Nice little Friday uh, shout out. Thank you, sir. Definitely. Uh, now, one thing I wanted to get off my chest, I'm a rapper out here in Duval, man. One thing I was like kind of wondering, like people, people kind of like, he said, he told me not to cuss out here. Uh, he was like, get to it, bro. Get to it. Get <laughs> to rap, it. Rap, man. Get rap, to it, bro. Man. What's up? That rap. You what? You want to wipe my ass real quick? What'd you say? <laughs> What? What did you, you say? You already know. Uh, let me run for y'all real quick. Just, just, oh, uh, rap okay. for us. I have a lot of people. All right, bet. Right, Remember, yeah, young like and worried, not going to see no competition. It's opposition. They should be worried. I'm about to diss them. I've been the villain for play the hero can be descriptive. The cash incentive to go and get it or go and get them. The bitches don't run the cameras, fall around the split them. The house will win them. The wolves take them. We're bound to kill them. 
I said, I've been up to Lino Sundays, got dreams of trying to live them. I came as nimble, can taste your bitch and they talking nibbles. Ain't good at riddles, but taste the rainbow and I talk skittles. I found a pot of gold and time I dip my arms in them. People want to eat. Young King. Young King. What's plan B, King? Yes, sir. What's plan B? Plan B. Yeah, what's plan B? What else you got planned for your life? You like it? Yeah, I like it. Young King, what you got? What else you got? I know there's got to be some other options on you the ain't table. Like it? What else? some more balls. He ain't, he ain't here. You got it, bro. All right, hold up. I give you this for Angela Yee. Tell me, I know you're on that freaking shit. Chill out. <laughs> I haven't said nothing. Go ahead, go. <laughs> I give you waistline lickings, bites on neck. I make boyfriends mad and girlfriends lit. I do what I want. It's your ass. You got a boyfriend? I'm in this dress. Let's get the action. Let me get some panties to the side. Eating a garden together, pure water, a river. Okay, all right, all right. Young King, Young King. Young King. So there's no plan B. Like, there's nothing else you want to do with your life. What you like it? Huh, Young King? What What else should I do, Charlemagne? I mean, you can go get a trade. You know what I'm saying? Learn how to do something with your hands. Like, you can. He's on the phone with trade. You can learn how to install air conditions. You can, be, you can be an Give electrician. Balls, you can be a man. plumber. You can go to school, be an engineer. Like, I would get a trade if I was you. In Jacksonville, you'll never, you'll never not have money. In Jacksonville, Charlamagne, who who you know rat like me? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want to. But what's your nobody with a record deal? <laughs> okay. Ooh. What's your Instagram page? Marco, you stay with it, Marco. All right. Yo, take the Marco and Marco the artist. All right, Marco. Have a good day, man. But for real, think about getting a trade. I gotta start leading, stop leading these kids the wrong way, man. He gonna cry in the car. Tell them the truth. Not if you tell them the truth. He be all right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Yeah, you got some rumors on the way? You can rap them. Uh, well, let's talk about Nightly Pop. Now, Lonnie Love was on, and she was asked by Nina Parker if she's ever broken a rule in somebody's house. So we'll tell you whose house she got tapped on the shoulder at. Like, ma'am, you can't do that, ma'am. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, on Nightly Pop, Lonnie Love was on, and Nina Parker was asking her about breaking rules if you've ever been in somebody's house when you were being nosy and got caught, and here's what happened. I went to Tyler Perry's house. What did you do? You know, he told me don't take pictures, but I was so excited. You know what What happened? Because I was, like, looking all around. I said, Tyler ain't nowhere around. He just sneaked <laughs> this little picture. It was Childish Gambino. He was performing. Yes. And I was like, I just want this one memory. So I, like, tried to, like, do my little phone like this, and I felt this. Oh, no! And I turned around, it was Tyler. He said, like that. I was like, ooh. So I got you. You know, when you say you only want one memory, you're giving way more credit to your smartphone than your brain. Because if you cool out and just enjoy the moment, you'll have several memories stored in the best place to have them, and that's your mind. You can't post your yeah, mind. Yeah, that's it. that IG, is embarrassing. Though. I'm not gonna lie. They tell you don't take no pictures, and then you get caught taking a picture. It's just weird to say yeah. I only want one memory. Like, what do you mean you're you, you're there? <laughs> enjoy the moment. You probably got several. I mean, that was a memory. That which you just uh, exp- explained. You know what's so funny is that um, there are times when you're like, you look back, you're like, man, I wish I had a picture of that day. But unfortunately, sometimes you're in positions where it's just not possible. I like enjoying so. the moment. 
All right. Now, after 15 years, LaMarcus Aldridge is stepping away from basketball. He actually posted a letter about his departure. He said, today I write this letter with a heavy heart. My last game I played while dealing with an irregular heartbeat. Later on that night, my rhythm got even worse, which really worried me even more. The next morning, I told the team what was going on, and they were great getting me to the hospital and getting me checked out. Though I'm better now, what I felt with my heart and that night was still one of the scariest things I've experienced. With that being said, I've made the difficult decision to retire from the NBA for 15 years. I put basketball first, and now it's time to put my health and family first. I respect it. Drop on the clues bonds for LaMarcus Aldridge. Never met the brother, but uh, that's a very wise choice. And he's letting me know he got his money right yeah not, <laughs> I mean, not only that but this would this would have been the year that they probably get a ring so he doesn't care about none of that he just cares about his health maybe, and his family which is maybe dope. maybe they, pretty close i'm maybe. sure he cares but yeah it's a dip that's what makes it a difficult decision mm-hmm. and he's one of only 25 players in nba history with over 19,000 career points and 18,000 plus career rebounds Damn. seven-time all-star five-time all-nba health first health and family first i respect it and like i said it lets me know he definitely got his money right if his money wasn't right, it'd be very hard for him to walk away, even with the now, health our, issues. Our Brooklyn Nets also released a statement letting us know that they fully support LaMarcus's decision. And while we value what he's brought to our team during his short time in Brooklyn, his health and well-being are far more important than the game of basketball. He played there for seven days. How many days was it? It, it hasn't been a month. No, it, hasn't, it wasn't too many. All right, well, best, uh, we wish him the best of luck. And that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss E. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? Well, you know, closing statements are set uh, for Monday. Closing arguments are set for Monday in Derek Chauvin's trial. So, you know, he is not testifying and he actually invoked his Fifth Amendment right. And we'll give you some updates. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Do you want to elevate your sleep? Right now, save up to $300 on top-rated brands like Sealy's and Sleepy's at Mattress Firm. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Every night, save big, sleep better. Shop the semi-annual sale now. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, let's get in some front-page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, they have just released the video of Adam Toledo. He was a 13-year-old Mexican-American boy who was fatally shot by the Chicago Police Department, uh, Officer Eric Stillman, in the Little Village neighborhood in Chicago. And the body cam footage was just released publicly publicly yesterday. And it has released a lot of emotional reactions with that release of the video. Protests um, have happened. Now, this originally went down on March 29th. And... Uh, now we've had a chance to see the footage. So the the family actually saw the footage a few days earlier just to be able to process it, and then they released it for the public yesterday. But the body cam footage shows um, all shows the officers at the scene when the shooting took place, including the officer who fired the single shot that struck 13-year-old, who was in, he's a seventh grader, Adam Toledo, in the chest. This is just a really difficult thing to... I don't know if you guys have watched the footage, but really Absolutely difficult not. to watch. I'm not watching the yeah. video. I refuse to watch the video. We in a constant state of trauma here in America. I'm not watching that. So there were multiple 911 calls that were placed. Officers arrived on the scene with body camera footage, and that footage shows about one minute and 45 seconds of the officer driving to the scene in the Little Village neighborhood. And he got out of his vehicle, and he was yelling, please stop, stop right effing now to Adam, as Adam appears to pause. And they told him to um, show your hands. They said, hey, show me your your effing hands. Drop it, drop it. Mm -hmm. And Adam does turn around, put his hands up, 
He has nothing in his hands. And they killed him. And didn't they lie on the young man and say the young man uh, had a gun? You know, they're saying that on the video, he appears to make a tossing motion with his right hand behind the fence before turning to face the officer. And that's when the officer fired. So they're saying that he threw a gun. I don't know. Yeah. Now, why would I trust people who can't ever tell when someone has a gun? They mistake everything that a person has in their hand for a gun. Like these people look crazy, man. I don't even have any words anymore. It's like I told y'all, we in a constant trauma loop in America. This is the United States of anxiety. And some of us have more things to trigger us than others. And this is just another trigger and what has been a super traumatic week. Yeah. <sighs> it really has, man. I'm not going to lie. That's why I'm like, man, I wish I had some good news for y'all this morning. But unfortunately, I don't. Now, let's talk about Derek Chauvin. Uh, he invoked his Fifth Amendment right yesterday, and the defense rested their case in the case of him killing George Floyd. Have you made a decision uh, today whether you intend to testify or whether you intend to invoke your Fifth Amendment privilege? Uh, I will invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege today. Is this your decision not to testify? It is, Your Honor. All right. Does anyone promise anything or threatened you in any way to keep you from testifying? No promises or threats, Your Honor. What could he say? What is that he could possibly take the stand and say? Nothing. We watched the yeah, video. So, and and, and prosecu- prosecutors would have been allowed to cross-examine him if he did take the stand. So the defense rested their case. Uh, prosecutors did call Dr. Martin Tobin, who testified last week, to take the stand again for a short rebuttal against the defense's medical expert. And so now Monday is when they make their closing arguments. Yeah, I'm nervous. What do you got? I don't even know like what's about to happen, but I'm really super nervous about this because at first, when I first started watching this trial, I was like, okay, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a part of me that's like, you know what? This one feels different than others, but then it's another part of me that that's like, no, it doesn't feel different than others. America is A M E R I K K K A. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I really don't. All right. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. All right, it's a Friday. When we come back, we're speaking with a new artist from the Carolinas. And you know what? This brother, uh, Moray. Yeah, Moray. He brings a lot of joy. All right. I will say that. He's, he's a, he has a lot we of need good it. energy. Yes. We need it right this morning, right now. All right, well, we're going to talk to Moray when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV. You, you want to do it, man? I heard you do it when you okay. came in today. Good morning, everybody. It's your boy DJ NV. Sean, I made the guy, Angela Yee, the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> now, you have to say we have a very special guest in the building. Oh, talking about myself? Okay, we got a very special yeah. guest in the building. It's me. <laughs> Morning. Morning. Welcome, sir. What's going on? How you feeling, baby? I'm Blessed, good, black, good, and baby. highly favored. How are you, Kenny? Hey, I love that, and I'm the same thing, baby. Absolutely. Kizzy. Now, now, for people that don't know who Moray is, he has a bunch of singles out right now. One of his biggest is Quicksand. It has over 55 million views on YouTube. Oh, and uh, we, we, we got you up here to, to hear your story. 
And you know, one thing I would say about you, just just doing my research, you're always smiling and always happy, man. Oh, always. We don't see that that much. But <laughs> goodness gracious, nothing upsets you, brother. You just nah. happy all the time. Did upset me, but like, bro, I ain't, I've been listening to this show forever. So how the hell can I come here and be upset? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. bro, I'm a smile because what the f Charlemagne right here, DJ Envy, he right there. What's <laughs> we live. <laughs> what are you now you started off in the church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, the, the the church played a played a good role in my life. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. God is always first. I don't care what I do. I don't care what I say. I don't care how my life is. He number one. And and your mom made you sing "I Believe I Can Fly," which got you in the choir because you do a lot of singing in your music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. cap. She embarrassed me, but it's cool. That, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what mothers do. Like, right, right, right. She put me in the most purplest suit she could find. I don't know. If she went to like embarrassyourkid.com and like ordered that. Mm -hmm. But like, <laughs> her and my grandma put me in front of the church and made me sing "I Believe I Can Fly" or Kelly. In front of the whole church, and I was nervous until like people started saying, you know, you baby better go ahead, boy. When you hear that, yeah, oh, yeah. Bitch, I done did something. Right. How many times your mom made you sing that song in front of company, man? Not that song a lot. The, okay. the songs we sing a lot was "Fill My Cup." It's okay. a God. Fill my cup, let it overflow. Okay, it's a gospel song. It's an older song. I grew up Jehovah Witness, so I wouldn't know. Shit. You was happy. <laughs> I can't relate, brother, but I love you. You bitch. He, he turned, he, but you turned to, to the head of the choir. The yeah, the... no cap. My mother, when I was little, she she ran the, the, the children's choir. So you know I had to be number one. That's my mother. What's she going to say? Oh, know? so it was nepotism. It wasn't because you was that. Of course. It wasn't because you was the best singer? No. It was nepotism. <laughs> Come on, brother. I don't know I wasn't the best. Yeah. So yeah. way to turn left, because you're a gospel singer, you're in the choir, you... You know, you went through the church, mm -hmm. and then it went left somewhere, and then you went to the street, and then you started, you know... Running in people's houses. So when did it turn left? I ain't gonna lie. When I moved from North Carolina, I moved to PA like 12. Mm -hmm. That's when like, I, I, it was hard to get acclimated to the city life. And I ain't gonna lie, like I started following everybody because I felt like shit, I had to fit in somewhere. But well, why'd you move from North Carolina to, to Pennsylvania? I love my mother, so I'm gonna say this first. She, she did her fucking best. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's, it's hard when you're raising a kid by yourself. I got kicked out of a lot of schools, so we had to keep changing districts. So we had to move with her sister in, in Pennsylvania because we had nowhere to go. So we ended up staying there for like six years and and that was the six years where like, I realized what the f I did want to do with my life. <laughs> you know, I wonder, right, uh, at what point did you realize your mom was just doing her best? Because, you know, sometimes we, we hard on our parents till we yeah. get older. So when did you realize that she was just doing her best? When I had my, my own kids, like, I, I started putting myself in her shoes. I understand, like, she, she really did her f***ing best. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. she, <laughs> she could have done better with me. So yeah. I, thank you, Mama. And what were you getting kicked out of school for? Uh, fighting. But you played football. You, you had the whole That's football what, team. No, no cap. I played football, and then I was in the alternative school, so I had to walk from my school to the other school to play football. I ended up getting to it with a teacher and headbutting him or whatnot, and we ended up you fighting. The teacher. I was a very explain the story. <laughs> we need details. Matter of fact, take your coat off if you want to. Yeah. Let All right. Me, let, me, let me get a little comfortable. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a little. Mr. Ramos, I love you, baby. You gonna say it right now? I fucked up. You feel me? And I I got love for you, homie. No cap. But um, <laughs> I was dating a girl. She was she was in high school, and I was at the alternative school. So I was like, nigga, I feel sensitive. Write her a little love letter. You know? yeah, Write her yeah. a little I love you. Can with the beat them cheeks up. You know how you the vibes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Can I, was, I beat those cheeks up? <laughs> no cap. Check yes or no. Maybe. <laughs> I was young, so hey, that's all I cared about. So like, I was like, yeah, I wrote her a little letter. In my mind, it was super sensitive, super sweet. I folded up, put a little envelope writing on it. So he like, yo, what you doing? I said, yo, uh, the teacher said I can go ahead and write a letter to so him. Chill out. I done, done my work because I always got done first. He like, nah, grandma ripped it and threw it in the trash. I'm like, yo, bro, you know how I give it up. Please stop because I don't even want to, I don't, because I with him. I'm like, I don't even want to take it there with you, bro. Like, I got to chill. You feel me? I wrote it again. Boy, try to grab the other one. I say, yo, bro, 
I'm about to peel you, cause this is weird now. Like, and it's, it's a teacher? No cap. It was it's alternative school. So like, is it okay. a gym teacher? No, it's they're like to grab you, slam you, like they yeah, yeah, yeah. they like. It's oh like, wow. Yeah, it's not like a teacher. Uh, they call it intervention specialists. Okay. Yeah. When a teacher can handle you, they call the yeah. to come grab you and slam yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. You feel me? So that's what he was. I'm like, yo, bro, you got to chill, cause like. We not about to, it's not about to be easy for you. Like, you're not about to just <laughs> throw me around. So chill out. Boy didn't understand. I wrote it again. He grabbed it and then I was like, fuck it. So you was one of them kids, because they had me in these classes for a minute. Mm -hmm. your, your discipline was so bad that they put you in what, like, like the remedial classes? No, it wasn't. It was, um, all right, boom. I went to the, the middle school and then, like, I was too bad for the regular school, so they put me in the trails in the back. And then the trails in the back, I was too much. So they, they kind of built the school for kids like me. And I was yeah. in that school, and I kind of couldn't graduate to go to, like, you go there for a while, and then they let you out go to the other school, but I haven't made it that far. Did they meet, make you eat lunch earlier than everybody else, too? <laughs> no. You're bonding well, you right know, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we understand it now. Bonding, no. No. But I do understand those solid yeah, lunches, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah, had yeah. a couple of those. You yeah. feel me, like, go to court and eat while you're there, son, yeah. tripping. They, they, <laughs> no, they, they, they had me in those for, like, a semester. Goddamn white cheese, ham, bread, and white milk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what, do, what do you think about that education? Like, if you had to say something for, for parents now whose kids are being put in special classes, what do you have, what do you think about that? Like, do you think it's helpful? Do you think it hurts? What do you think needs to be done for real? I ain't gonna lie. A, a, a lot of times when I act up, it was because of stuff that I was lacking in my household or lacking in my life. So even, like, now I realize I was really just acting out because I, I really miss my, my pop or, like, I really miss my, my family. And I've... I was just looking for the wrong attention when I could have went about it the wrong way. I didn't know that until now. So I think mm -hmm. parents got to understand, like, if your kid is acting up, your kid's acting out, try to figure out what's going on because it may be something that they're not telling you or don't know how to express mm -hmm. before you just beat their ass. Like, be on some like, yo, talk to me. Like, it's okay. It's okay you feel scared. It's okay you feel upset. It's okay. But tell me why you're feeling this way. Let's, let's, let's go through the motions because at the end of the day, a conversation can save everything. That's true. Now, listen, after you headbutted, dude, what happened? Um... They put me in ISS. I got a he ain't swing back. No, no, he, did he fight? No, back? I mean, of course. Like they all jumped on me and pulled yeah, me around. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, they called the cops. I went to. I got. I got arrested. Went to the little jail thingy. Whatever can it be? They let me on probation. I went to court again, and I got locked up for like eighteen months. Damn. That was. I was. I seen somewhere that you. You got your GED when you was locked yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I got my GED, but I wanted to play football when I came out. But you know, I, I got kicked out of out of the alternative school, which mm -hmm. was my last resort. So I, I know that was gonna happen. But I had high hopes I can get my GED, come out to go to high school. But so you you got your GED and thought you were gonna go back to high school? I didn't know. <laughs> I thought like I can get that and then get that too, like a bonus. Like, you yeah, like this ain't the real diploma. I, <laughs> this ain't I, it. <laughs> Let me get a pig skin. This ain't it. Oh God. Now, now in big decisions, the song "Big Decisions," you say you had to, had to start taking care of yourself since you were nine. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, like I said, my, my mom worked a lot, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of time like I had to watch myself. At nine, mm -hmm. when you when you a black kid, you understand that. Shit. Like, don't open mm -hmm. the door, don't answer yeah. the phone, sit your ass down, watch TV. There's mm -hmm. lunchables in there, relax. So like a lot a lot of times when like like with the uh, selling candy for school, like my mom wasn't there to to monitor that. So when I when they would give me the cash, I kept that. Shit. Yeah, they give you them chocolate bars to sell for I ain't a dollar. Nothing. Like they yeah. was they was pre ordering. Like I was getting the cash for the pre orders. So I ain't have to give you. You just giving me money, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm like, yo. Oh my goodness. How much is this? That's like a thousand dollars. Like four hundred dollars. I mean, it's like a million dollars right now. <laughs> I'm buying bikes and candy for the hood. I'm bro, I'm, I'm flexing. Like no cap. I bought the you know, ice cream truck. He was loving me. So you can't do, bro. No cap. I was up. balling up, buying everybody. SpongeBob ices for everybody. What's up? <laughs> Gumball eyeballs and everything was lit. All right, we have more with Moray when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We still have brand new artists from the Carolinas, Murray in the building. Yee. Before quicksand, though, you had a series of odd jobs that you did, right? Yeah, and so yeah. can we talk about that? Like, just you having to work? Because you had a family to support of at course. the same time. Yeah, like, uh, like everybody, like, if you hear before they rap, they, they was the big dope dope head, big dope guys. Or they, mm -hmm. Nah, I had a nine to five. You feel me? I, mm -hmm. I worked. Because I didn't want to do that shit no more. How many kids do you have? Three. Three, okay. So I didn't want to get locked up again because I already got caught up on a weed charge North Carolina. I'm not trying to go back to jail for this bullshit. Mm -hmm. This is weird. Like, I want to just live my life with my family. So mm -hmm. I worked. You said you worked at hog plants and chicken plants. Hog plants, chicken plants. What, what did you do at a hog plant and chicken plant? Uh, the hog plant, I cut the guts of the pig, like the small intestine with the shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you got to put it on a little rack and when you cut it, like be spurting up. Like, bro, uh, did that make you stop? Did that make you stop eating pork? Uh, I don't eat hot dogs, sauces, nothing in casings. And what about the chicken plant? It was like a, a, a line. They plucked the chicken, cut cut the head off, and they sent it to me. And I just put it on the rack and we just cut the wings and like that. So like, I was on the last pro. I didn't have to deal with the blood. I dealt with the last process. Mm -hmm. After they was already frozen and you know what I mean. And Domino's. Domino's was a fire job. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I made hella bread. Like you see how I am. Like I go to your crib, yo Domino's. Yeah, what's happening, my boy? Hell yeah, about to be good as hell, my boy. Oh, give me a tip. Fuck yeah, love you. I'm out. I used to get like twenty thirty dollars. You probably had some weed, a little bit of no. weed. Oh, come, come on now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to buy weed for my customers. Now, now the call center. What did you do at the call center? Uh, I work for PNC Bank. I basically help people with like with their accounts, like tell you how much you had in your account mm -hmm. and what you spent. So, so wait a minute. So so after getting locked up and all that, all that you work for PNC for, for and a they, bank, and they call you up like, hey bro, how much I got in my account? I right, look. I'm, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you in my mindset. Imagine being broke as the day before. You got no weed. You hungry as on your lunch break. I could call you. He got a hundred thousand dollars in his account. You got his social, his his name, his first and last name, address, everything you need to take this man money. Oh my goodness! But you know you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, the seat was hot. <laughs> you I never see. did it. You never, you never put your hand in the cookie jar a little bit. I can't for for a couple of reasons. I don't want to be done to me. Yeah. Because I know I got hell of karma coming to me. I don't want that kind of karma. Gotcha. But it's like, damn. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> damn, I'm hungry. This account look juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Like whack go right now. Man, I need this count. What's the most? What's the most you ever seen? I seen uh, it was a, a retired football player. I forgot his name. He had 1.7 million dollars in his account, and he was complaining about a three dollar fee he received. Whoa, uh, a well, three dollar like fee. That. Goddamn right. Yeah, you see, P people like DJ Envy. I yeah. didn't like them. I didn't, I didn't like them. Yeah. I was like, your money. Yeah, yeah, true. But it's money that you knew was coming out. Check images cost three dollars, sir. You wanted a check image. Yeah, you wanted three dollars, sir. Yeah, you wanted your face or your old <laughs> you, team on yeah, your check. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good. So during so so during that time with these odd jobs, you were writing music and you were performing also, right? Yeah, I was I was writing my music. I was going to the studio. I was performing at little clubs. I, I was trying my best to still do it, but when you got a nine to five and that your money count for all your bills, it's hard to pay for four dollars studio time. I was like, God, damn, every time, cause four dollars, I can't get a free day and I come back. and... Yeah, that now, what, what, you did Uber and you also did construction. So, yes. So how was Uber? I wouldn't want you as an Uber driver. <laughs> yeah. You might Talk be a little. I, 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 you might be a little chatty. Makes uh -huh. for a great interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as an Uber driver, I don't know. No, as an Uber driver, I definitely was chatty as. And people love you because I found an all a business. I was showing them making an Uber. No bullshit. I want to know all the tea. Who's gonna be the donkey of the day? Today? I didn't know what. No cat told my wife all the stories. I ain't gonna lie to you, baby. This motherfucker is crazy. These white folks is tripping. I get drunk, start kissing in my back. See, hey, hey, hey. Hey, leave your clothes on, white boy. Put your shirt back on. This is weird. This is weird. What's the wildest thing ever happened in an Uber? Uh, some girl tried to suck her dude. 
in, in my my back seat. And you I was like, it? Of course. Why you the- hate it? Why am I? I'm not about to see nobody Johnson in my backseat like <laughs> one yo, star rating for you, oh, sir. Oh God, as you should. Now go ahead and skedaddle, <laughs> skedaddle. <laughs> now you you give your you mention your wife. You give her credit for help taking your rap career to the next level, of right? Of course. No, no, my wife is that's my rock. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie to. I ain't always been a perfect man. And I ain't gonna lie, pretend like I am. But that's my that's my dog. That's my homie. That's my friend. That's my. That's my best. That's my everything. Right, and so I gotta right. give her that credit because at the end of the day, without her, I probably still writing the same song I've been writing. Because everybody told me I had a whole bunch of yes men. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. And she was like, "It's not." <laughs> oh, so she was the one. She was the one like that's whack. Fact. I love you, but you could do better. And I always and she still do that to this day. Like mm-hmm. I, I got buzz now. She still be like, "Nah, don't even record that." <laughs> but but go ahead and try again because that beat is hot. Like you feel me? I bet. So what were the records you made after that criticism? Uh, Quicksand and Big Decision was the first two records okay. I wrote after that. Okay. And then after that, I was like, damn, I think I think I found my flow, and then kind of like progressed from there. Now, how did Quicksand take off? Um, Moshe Leezy called me. He was like, um, well, my my director, the director who shot Quicksand was like, yo, bro, it's this dude trying to hit you up about signing you. I'm like, yo, bro, it's probably not even real. Like, don't even don't even worry about it. He like, nah, this shit look like he legit. He don't Facetime me. <laughs> I'm like, what? Give my wife number because her phone was on, my phone was off. I had no job. <laughs> That's real. Like, no, no, no cap. That's like, real. My wife number. When I say my wife, she saved my life, bro. No cap. I was a bum ass. I don't care. Who, I don't care what nobody got to say about this. You were, you were a bro- a brother under modification. Yes. Not a bum. I, I own my. Yeah. I have no problem saying she took care of me and mm-hmm. that she was the man and a woman at times. I, I have no problem. Word. It ain't the case now. Right. So I, I, and I appreciate. It. So like, um, I ain't gonna lie. I'm high. What's the question? How did Quicksand take off? How did Quicksand take, take off? Yeah, oh, yeah, take off. You said Moezy was trying to call you, yeah, called your wife. wife. got my hands yeah. over. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so yeah, he called my wife phone, and some 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 Afghan dude with like a quaff and blonde hair was like, yo, bro, believe in you, bro. Your song's f***ing amazing. I'm like, who the f*** is this nigga? Nah. I said, bro, what you, what you represent? Well, I'm trying to start my label up. I'm like, what was the name of it? I don't got a name yet. <laughs> what? Damn. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. But like, what's going? I, was, I see the contract. I'm like, you want to send me a contract? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened right now. Like, I was, and it sucks because at the end of the day, like, I, I was, I was at a point in my life where I felt like I was gonna go nowhere. I felt like my my wife was probably gonna leave me eventually because I had no job for a while. I felt like, I felt like it was like really over. And this shit called me, and I looked up like, yo, this is supposed to be. Thank you, God. It's, it's gonna be. I sent the contract to my cousin. She a lawyer. She didn't graduate yet, but don't don't worry about that. <laughs> she read it. <laughs> she almost a lawyer. She Are you sure you're not in a bad contract right now? Nah, my car, no cap. I he should have made you the co-CEO. I, I, I ain't gonna talk about the contract, but let's put the money. Look, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna talk about it. All I'm gonna say is this. I, I know I'm in the best situation I, 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 could, I could ever be in. Got you. Like, mm-hmm. I f*** with this man to the point I, I trust him. And then when he called me and he told me the truth, yo, you not about to be rich fast. I'm not about to give you a bunch of money. We gonna work this together. Right, it's 50 right, 50. Right. You feel me? Like you put in fifty percent work, I put in fifty percent of bread. Like what's up? Dope. I'm like, well, fuck it, then you gonna support me that way? Cool. And then all of a sudden we put out quicksand, and then he put his hands on it, and look at it now. If he don't do right by you, just hit me. We got a donkey of the day slot ready for him. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to something, man. Salute to your wife because we have these conversations all the time about brothers that are just trying to make it, brothers that have ambition, brothers trying to, you know, just put themselves in position mm-hmm. and, and and how long should women stay with them? Yeah. The fact that y'all stayed down till y'all yeah. came up, man, that's big, man. No, that almost never happens. Absolutely. And, and she didn't have to. She had plenty of reasons to, to leave me. Mm-hmm. And she always told me, like, like, as long as you don't hurt me to the point where, like, I can't come back, I understand. And now I understand I would never try to hurt you again. Even though I'm in a spot and, like, no cap, 
to all the females that's been in my DM, please stop. I love y'all, but my wife gonna f me <laughs> up for y'all. So listen. So was you cheating when you was broke? I fed up one time. No cap. Just hit me. I did. Yeah. And, and she forgave me. She mm -hmm. didn't have to. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I didn't even expect. I, and my mom, we was already divorced. We was married at the time. We was already divorced. I said, she about to leave me. Mm -hmm. She stuck with me. Granted, I had to work hard as f But I was willing to take that. I was willing, bro, no cap. She she could have been a kid. She could have cheated back. She could have did whatever she wanted to do. But she didn't. That got to be the worst voice. feeling to hurt somebody that's done so much for you. you bro, no cap. When I look at my wife, I get very sensitive because I understand, like, that's my blessing. Like, my wife is like... Like I, I I can't I can't even explain Absolutely. who she is. I can just explain that like she's my everything. Well, don't move. We have more with Marae. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Marae, Charlemagne. You know my one of my favorite. I think it is my favorite record of yours so far. Switched up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is that is that based on a true story? Yeah, like no, switched up is based on a, a, a lot of events that happened in my life with people who show me their true colors mm -hmm. and. People who show you true colors, you got you got to believe them when they tell you who they are in the beginning. They always show you. It's always you always have a first mm -hmm. instinct like this right here, weird as but like you you let it pass because at the end of the day you try to give a chance and be who they they gonna be. But then they show you who they really are. Mm -hmm. Now you surprised. Does that happen when the money started coming in or was Not, it before? Like, no, before the money. Like I think it was the worst for me as far as like people switching up. Cause when you broke, niggas don't gotta sugarcoat how they feel about you. Cause you broke. <laughs> Who gives a f like you, you a bum? You this? You that? You that? I'm gonna f with you. Like people will walk out your life easy when you can't give them nothing. But I feel like it's harder now with money because they gonna say yes and say hell yeah because you got money now. So it's hard to tell who switched up when you rich because at the end of the day they gonna play that role while you around regardless. And you, you had to pull a you had to, you pulled a gun out for your guy that uh, on you. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're a funny guy. How'd you say I mean, switched up? I mean, yeah, you feel me, but yeah, you know what I mean. We we, we gonna say I always have my back and and he know who he is. And you think there's ever any chance for reconciliation? Yeah, yeah, of course. No, mm -hmm. no, he he wrote me the other day. I'm like, yo, um, what's up? How you been? I see you turning up. I ain't trying to write you on like because you popping, but. Just want to say good luck and good luck that's on your success. Good. And see, that's the worst, right? Because now you don't know who you if you who you can trust because you popping exactly. Yeah, I'm I, you never wrote me before, but I know you heard the song. Mm -hmm. Every homie that I ever had beef with or I ever like not with them when they heard switched up, they all wrote me. Mm -hmm. That's how I know it was you. Mm -hmm. Like the song was in general for every that ever wronged mm -hmm. me, but the that wrote me now I know you don't with me because I didn't tell you the song was about you. Mm. You just wrote me. Them hit dogs holly. What's up, bro? How you feeling? Hell yeah. Yo, I heard switched up. Who's that, who's, who's that song about? <laughs> oh, you. It's about you. Yeah. It's about you because you you asking. It's about you. Yeah. Nobody else asks who the song about. The song either dope or it's not. You you want to know who the song's about because it's about you. Now, do you do you do you rep the Carolinas of uh, Pennsylvania? What 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 what's in you? Two six, no cat, Fairville. I, I f with the Ville because it taught me how to be a man, mm -hmm. but I also f with Pierre because it taught me what not to do. I had my kids in Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. I got mm -hmm. married in Fayetteville. I became a man. Mm -hmm. I went to high school in PA and got locked up in PA. Did stupid shit in PA. I would, not that I don't want to claim the city. I don't want to claim. Not that I don't want to claim the city. I don't want to claim that guy. Yeah, I want to yeah. leave him where he at because I feel like he did a lot of people that I can't say sorry for. People gonna hear me talking be like yo this and I, I and if I hurt you, I want to say I apologize because at the end of the day I, I was in a different mindset that I am now. Mm -hmm. I apologize. If people know anything about North Carolina, North Carolina produces some great lyricists, man. Yeah. You're talking Fontaine Poole from Lil Brother. You're talking J. Cole. You're talking Rhapsody. You're talking The Baby. You're talking mm -hmm. about Josie Moe, who I, I love. None of them ever reached out like like Cole or The, or the, or the Baby. Because yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I heard rumors you were supposed to sign to Dreamville at one point. No, I, 
people said her seen the co-sign thing, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, he signed on Dreamville. Man, what always so how, how did he co-sign for people that don't know? Um, basically, he just wrote like, yo, super amazing, I f- with your f-, and that that's the co-sign everybody talking about. Oh, he wrote it on your mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah, no mm-hmm. cap, and not to mention like I've talked to him after that, and like. Or he's a solid ass dude. Like mm-hmm. he didn't give me no like, oh, I, I'm the king of Fayetteville, or I'm this. I'm. He gave me like, yo, bro, this is how you can survive in this game. This is what you want to watch out for. This you want to do. You want to read everything. Like gave me real big brother advice for somebody he don't even know that he didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to co-sign me, but you you went to Archer away and did that. So like, solid. And I always appreciate him for that. No cap. I saw you tweet out recently too. I used to try to protect my name in situations, but now I just want to protect my peace. Yeah, like what does that I, mean? I feel like a lot of niggas understand like. They they'll get tried or like oh uh, or they got to play the tough guy in certain situations. When like honestly, you you know boy you talking to is a bitch for anyways. Like bro, I probably punching your shit if it wasn't all your homies right here. Well, I'll probably fuck you up. We wasn't in this club. Like stop playing with me. Be yourself. I'd rather protect my peace and leave. But I really want to just be a nice guy. Nigga. Like and I think people are <laughs> they're upset and don't want me to be. But I don't care because why? Would I have no reason to be sad, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still live in the same crib when Mo called me. Like I still live in the same holes in my. Bro, I live in the same crib, bro. You about to say the same holes in your what? And my, <laughs> my windows. I got holes oh, in my windows. I got I a hole you about in my to say door. your drawers. I'm like, nigga, you, nah, you cannot have an AP on with holes. <laughs> with holes in your drawers. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd take this shit off. But no cap. But nah, like I still live in the. No cap. To, to this day, it's humbling for me because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like I really. And when, once I leave it, I'm gonna take pictures and be like, yo, you can always go back to this. Shit. Do you want to leave, or you do, are you not ready yet? Or? I want to leave the house because it's small, but I'm, I am want to stay in the Ville. But is it hard to live in that same house and, and people, you know, because when people see a record and they see $55 million, they think you got $55 million. Yeah. So is it hard to still live there and you got family and friends? Well, it's North Carolina, so it's, it's legal to carry. So if anybody <laughs> come to my crib, that's on you. You feel me? But I don't have that. Fayetteville don't give me that. Like, you no. Know, they got love, bro. Like they show me when I go to the store to get backwards, I get hugs, laughs, pictures, I, and I love that, shit, bro. I love what I'm bringing to whatever I'm bringing, because it's bringing me nothing but happiness. How does the way that you write and record now? How has that changed? Because I saw after you signed your deal, you deleted your old music. You're saying it wasn't mixed and mastered properly, mm-hmm. and then obviously your wife told you, okay, you got to be more personal in your music. So now, how do you write? Now it's like I write off emotions. I let the beat tell a song and I just write with the beat. Like if the beat come on and I, I hear like sensitive or sad, I'm probably gonna think of something I went through that's sensitive or sad and write, and write to that because that's what I feel. Is it hard to be vulnerable about about your feelings nah, in, in the music? Not at all. No, okay. no cap. I think I'm, I'm learning like I can be sensitive and still be myself. Right. A lot of people think- That is uh, part of being yourself. Yeah, cap. like you cry or you, you get upset or you sad, you a bitch. Nah, you a bitch for holding it in. Cause That's you right. afraid to tell who you really are. A lot of us got yeah. fragile egos as men. You know what I'm saying? We all do. Yeah. If your wife tell you some shit or somebody tell you that know you for real, it will hurt your mother. Yes, man. sir. That's, that's, every man done argue with his girl and she done said some shit. He was like, I never wish I did that shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, like, oh, what are you gonna tell everybody my business? Like, nah, it's just it's crazy. But like, we we all sensitive, bro. Like, just need to stop playing games and understand you can be sensitive and still be a tough shit. Like you can still be both, bro. When you putting out a whole project? Uh, April twenty eighth. April twenty eighth. I got my my mixtape coming out. Uh, Street Sermons Volume One is coming out. I'm trying That's to. That's soon. All original music. Yes. All, all, all me. No. No. Hopefully no no samples on like that. Any guess? Nah, just me. Like, wow. I, I really I really want to just see what I can do. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to put the pressure on myself to be like, yo, I want people to get Moray, understand who Moray is before I start getting on these features. So it's not like, oh, Moray popping because of, Moray popping because of, oh, yo, he helped 
Mm-hmm. Just just know more first. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll see what the future is like. Mm-hmm. Album coming out when again. Tell them to get more the information. Instagram, Facebook, Black Planet, MySpace, whatever you got. TikTok, all that. <laughs> no cap. You can find me everywhere on the one handle, Morey the one, M-O-R-R-A-Y-D-A, and the number one. I got my mixtape coming out, Street Sermons Volume 1, April 28th. I'm trying to get these videos out as well. And please check out my song, Quicksand. It's coming out right now. He about to drop it for y'all. It's hot off the presses. Keep it better than the rest is. Keep it number one and don't f***ing second guess it. Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, hey, Moray, it's going to be interesting watching you grow, man. Thank you, bro. Nah, I, 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 I see some bright things in your future, Absolutely. young king. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. you could yeah, do sir. anything you want. Yes, he could have. Yes, sir. He could have took all. He could have took all of our jobs in here today. The way no, he came no. in here and did the intro. Let's not oh, get crazy. <laughs> well, it's more Ray. It's the Breakfast Club. Let's get into quicksand. Seminars. Flipping, flipping Mars. <laughs> flipping Mars. It's all. It's, it's two real estate agents called Flipping Mars, <laughs> and they want their lease back. Earth is on the lease, y'all. I don't know if you know it or not. Earth wow. is on the lease, and aliens are coming back to get it. Okay, uh, UFOs being videotaped and the government confirming that they are UFOs are becoming more and more common. You should pay attention. Okay. Our well, cousins are here. Well, I'd like to uh, buy some property in Mars. Let me uh, hook me up with a, a Mars real estate agent if you know one, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Lizzo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Lizzo was on Instagram and she wants to make sure that you know that it's very important to commit to at least one intentional act of anti-racism a day. Here's what she said. Putting BLM in your bio and posting a black square is no longer the bare minimum. You have to do an intentional act of anti-racism every single day. Have you donated to bail out a protester? Have you bought from a black business, an Asian business? Have you bought from any person of color today? Have you seen someone getting harassed for the color of their skin and intentionally went over there and stopped it? Have you educated yourself? This is the new bare minimum, everybody. Mm. Drop one of clues bonds for Lizzo. Not mad at none of that. I demand mm-hmm. that all white people use their privilege to combat prejudice. I agree with her. I like it. Not mad at it at all. All right. Now, yesterday we were talking about the former Bachelor star Colton Underwood and how he had came out as gay. And he did an emotional interview on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. Well, according to Variety now, we told you before that he's starring in a new reality show. Well, what is it about? It's an unscripted series that focuses on Colton Underwood living his life as an out gay man for the first time. And he also has a gay guide on the show. And that gay guide guide is... Somebody that's going to guide him through this, right? And the person is actually Gus Kenworthy, and he is a skier, an Olympian skier, and he's going to be the perfect mentor for Colton Underwood because he's gone through it too. He's openly gay. They have a lot of shared interests, and that's the information we have so far about this show. And Colton has since wiped his Instagram page clean, and then... He shared a collage of Polaroid shots showing him posing with a horse, running with a dog, and drinking coffee and things like that, posing with friends. He said, I have a lot to learn, but I've come a long way. To the people in my corner, I love you. Without you, I wouldn't be here. See, it's a big deal. He's going through a lot right now, and he's going to share that journey with you on Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right, Javante Davis is going to be headlining Showtime Spring Summer Boxing Schedule, so get ready for that. Um, he is going to be fighting Mario Barrios on June 26th. 
And they just announced that yesterday for Showtime. So get ready. And another person I want to talk about, our girl Clarissa Shields. She's going to make her MMA debut. And that's going to be on June 10th. So she has a date. Yeah, she has an opponent. She's going to be fighting Brittany Elkin on June 10th, according to the Associated Press. It's going to be in Atlantic City, by the way. All right, salute to Clarissa Shields. That's mm-hmm. the homie. Like seeing Javante Davis fight, too. So, dang, I didn't. I, I, I just dawned on me that Colton Underwood has a whole show coming out on Netflix. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So this is all yeah. more publicity for that show. You yes. can't. By the way, you can't. You, you can't really trust this guy. I just want y'all to know that. Yeah, this is okay. You can't trust this the, guy for the show. Because yeah, he, 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 he did what he had to do to be on The Bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's coming out saying this, and now he's got a show coming out on Netflix. How we know he's even really gay? He might just be doing that for the Netflix show. Well, I'm sure that is difficult. A lot of people who haven't think of how many people haven't come out and haven't come to terms with the fact that they're gay and don't want people to know and think that, okay, I'm going to just pray it away like he said he tried to do. No doubt. All I'm simply saying is I don't know if we can trust this guy. Because he, 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 he played a role he to be on The Bachelor. It, he yes. announced the show. He played a role to be on The Bachelor, and now he's just announced this Netflix show. He could be playing another role now to be on the Netflix show. That's all I'm simply saying. But think saying. about how... Think about how many people don't want to be gay who are gay, you know, who don't want to. So Angela they try to live their life as straight. Just, and I'm, that's I'm, probably what Angela he was doing. I'm not talking about all today. them people. I'm talking about him. All I'm simply saying is let's just watch the situation. He played a role to be on The Bachelor. Now he's announced his Netflix show. He could be playing a role to do this Netflix show. I'm just saying monitor it. Let's watch it. That's all I'm saying. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout out bang. Mm-hmm. Who are we giving a donk to? Man, we need uh, a woman from Tennessee named Amanda McCormick and another woman named Linda Johnson to come to the front of the congregation, even though Linda didn't really have nothing to do with it. But we'll talk about it for after the hour. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. This year has been tough on mental health. Gentle Mind is here to help. Gentle Mind has developed an innovative new tool for groundbreaking insights into your unique genetic predispositions. Go to mentalhealthmap.com to be empowered on your mental health and well-being. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Friday, April 16th, goes to uh, a Tennessee woman named Amanda McCormick. Okay, now, Amanda McCormick was with a woman named Linda Johnson, who was a relative. And I know you're asking, who are these young ladies? Well, they are two women who, I guess, were trying to close the wealth gap by any means necessary. Fun fact, did you know that the wealth gap in America today is over twice what it was in ancient Rome? Okay, the top one percent of the richest America, the top one percent of rich Americans control almost forty percent of all wealth. In ancient Rome, the top one percent controlled only sixteen percent of the country's total wealth. I'm using that example because that wealth gap was one of the contributing factors to Rome falling, and it will be one of the contributing factors to America falling. If this country doesn't correct its course, now some would say America has already fallen. I don't think we've completely fell yet, but. America has fallen off. Okay, there's several reasons for that. But in light of this story, let's just talk about the fact that American debt will eventually ultimately destroy the economy just like it did. And you guessed it, ancient Rome. See, America thinks it can just print money when it wants. Well, uh, they can print money when they want, but printing money whenever you want does not save economies. 
No, 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 said Destiny's children. See, the Roman Emperor Nero devalued Roman coins by using less silver, which allowed him to create more Roman coins. But he set a terrible example because Roman emperors that came after him did the very same thing. And over time, inflation ruled everything around Rome and their currency became worthless. OK, sound familiar, America? Well, it should. OK, we on the path to usher bucks for everybody. The dollars you have in your pockets right now with all those old white slave owners on them in the future will be looked at the same way those scrippers and Sapphire Script Club looked at those usher bucks. Now, we went to ancient we went to ancient Rome. We went to Las Vegas only to find our way back to Tennessee with Amanda McCormick and Linda Johnson. See, I was reading this article in the New York Daily News this morning and they reported on this story which came courtesy of the smoking gun. And it got me to thinking about all this stuff. So let me tell you the story. Number one, the wealth gap in America is so bad that Amanda McCormick received a letter from a church. They didn't provide any additional information, you know, what the name of the church was or anything, but she received a letter from the church. Inside that letter was a million dollar bill. Did you hear what your Uncle Charlotte just said? Amanda McCormick received a letter from a church with a one million dollar bill in it. One million dollars. Now think about it, I'm Amanda McCormick. I've been praying to God for a financial blessing because the wealth gap, gap in America is kicking my ass. I received a letter from a church with a one million dollar bill in it. How am I supposed to know it's fake? I even feel it's fake. This country prints money whenever, however it wants to. All I see is numbers on TV. Two trillion here, 1.9 trillion there. People getting millions of dollars for something called NFTs, which is just pictures of feet. It's just money being tossed around all over the place. Why wouldn't I think this million dollar bill is real? Never mind the fact that Dolly Parton is on it. Maybe it was Miley Cyrus or some other famous white woman from Tennessee. Doesn't matter. Moral of the story is desperate times make people believe what they want to believe and she believed this million dollar bill was real simply because she wanted to now amanda mccormick did what any woman in tennessee who just got a million dollar bill would do she picked up a relative which was uh linda and went to the high-end luxury brand store known as dollar general drop on the clues bonds for dollar general okay where she proceeded to load her shopping cart full of several gift cards to various businesses, and she said she was going to use the money to purchase items for care packages for homeless individuals. She went to the counter with a shopping cart full of all this stuff and handed the cashier the million-dollar bill, which might have had Pat Summon on it. Okay, who in Tennessee is going to turn down a million-dollar bill with the legendary, one of the greatest coaches of all time, Pat Summit on it? Okay, God bless the dead. I'm making all this up. I don't know if Pat Summit was on it or not, but I do know the cashier called the police for a suspicious incident. You think? And that's when Amanda explained she was sent this million-dollar bill from the church, blah, blah, blah. Now, the incident was classified by the sheriff's office as fraud by false pretenses, but Amanda and Linda were not arrested. Instead, they were hit with what I think is a way more severe punishment for a woman in Tennessee. And that is they were issued a verbal no trespass warning prohibiting them from returning to the Dollar General store. That might be worse than jail for a woman in a certain tax bracket in Tennessee. Now, I know what you're asking because the smoking gun asked the same questions. Why did Amanda McCormick think a church would give her a million bucks? Because the Bible is full of miracles that if I tried to tell you happened to me now, you would you would say to me, excuse me, Mr. Please, do you spell your first name nigga with a hard E-R or a G-A? So if she was pay praying for a blessing and that came in the mail, the question should be, why not? Why not? OK, why should she not believe the church sent this money? 
Well, Uncle Charlotte, maybe because the United States Mint doesn't produce $1 million bills. Nonsense! We print money whenever we want to with all these trillions going around. There has to be $1 million bills because it makes it easier to count the trillions. Okay, Amanda. Okay. Well, here's the important question. In fact, the most important question. You thought the church really sent you a million dollars. You thought America actually prints out million-dollar bills. But, Amanda, did you think that the Dollar General, the Dollar General, the one dollar general would have change for a million-dollar bill? Your Honor, I rest my case. Please give Amanda McCormick uh, the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey. What? What? You, you, you want to play a game? Oh, God. Okay. All right. If you really want to. It's Friday, damn it. Well, I guess we'll play a game of Guess What Race It Is! All right, Amanda McCormick okay. from Tennessee mm. got a million-dollar bill mm. from a church in the mail. Decided to go to Dollar General to ball out. DJ Envy, guess what race she is? I'm going with white. Ex explain why. McCormick last name mm -hmm. and the fact that they didn't get arrested mm -hmm. makes me feel white. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I can see why you would say that. Uh, Angela Yee, Amanda McCormick, Tennessee, received a million-dollar bill in the, in the mail from the church. Decided to go to Dollar General and ball out. Guess what race she is? I'm going to say Caucasian because I would have went to Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Just like a nigga. Jeesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, both of you are absolutely positively correct. Yes! The mayonnaise was heavy and donkey of the day this morning. Amanda McCormick was indeed a white woman. Too much goddamn mayonnaise. I knew it. Mm -hmm. I'm good at this I'd have been right online at Louis Vuitton. With that million dollar bill? Yeah, you know it. You would have definitely been in I handcuffs. need some new luggage. <laughs> the not getting arrested was the biggest clue. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that. And some ready to wear because I can never afford the ready to wear Louis Vuitton. It's too expensive. But with a million dollars, you'd have wore that right to jail. All right. When we come back, we have Latham <laughs> Thomas. I bought you doula. something. She's been here before. And Lisa Price. She is the owner of Carol's Daughter. So we're going to be talking to both of them when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. We have Latham Thomas, who's uh, been up here this, uh, before. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And we have Lisa Price. Welcome. Thank you. Founder of Carol's Daughter. Yes. Welcome, welcome, yes. welcome, ladies. First, I have to ask, uh, I have two young girls, and your hair looks amazing and trying to keep the curls in my daughter's hair, it's like my wife says, we got to retrain it. I don't know what she's saying. But before we leave, <laughs> please tell me what you use to make those curls stay. Okay. So what is in my hair today is our Goddess Strength line. Mm -hmm. um, it is amazing for helping to strengthen the hair. And specifically for the curl definition, I'm using the Goddess Strength, um, Divine Strength Leave-In Cream. Thanks. Uh, so that that's what's in this today. And it's I mean, I know I make it and I'm supposed to say that it's great, but 
I make it, and it's great. Clearly, it is. You your, you your best billboard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my, I know too much about curly hair. My kids have it. My, but now we have to re, retrain it, and we have to do this. And in the morning, it, when it falls, I'm like, I have no idea. All I know is my wife says, do not get it wet. Just let it go. So, yes, yes. Yes, yeah, so I know how to put a shower it's, cap it's, on and everything. So. It's actually my mom's favorite products are Carol's daughter. So I Aww. always, when y'all send me the emails for the sales, I always stock up and send her all of the Manoy oil. That's oh, her favorite. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I got in the the goddess hair oil. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> my hair smells good too. <laughs> no, the room smells amazing right now, by the way. What would you suggest for Charlemagne's hair? If, you know, what would you suggest for Envy's beard? Because it's, it's dyed, right? He, I, he, he actually has grays like I do, but he puts all that black stuff on it. Do you recommend that for your skin? Oh, my goodness. No. Yes, no. thank you. Oh, my goodness. We don't, right? And Latham, I want to thank you. You said... You sent me this amazing box for International Women's Day. And one of the things we got to put y'all up on is this Foria uh, oil, which I really love. It's an intimacy um, arousal oil. So just putting that out Ooh, there. Hey. <laughs> and we're here so, today to talk about a number of things, but the, the, the black maternal health crisis. Yes. As always. I, don't, I hate mm -hmm. that we keep having to have this conversation, but clearly things aren't changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're still at a place where we're at critical mass and um, the crisis in the United States is that we're in the most dangerous country in the developed world to give birth. Um, Black women are still three to four times more likely than white women to die during childbirth or due to childbirth-related causes. And right now, since we're waiting for policy changes, we have an incredible um, Black Maternal Health Momnibus Act that was presented um, to Congress. Uh, Cory Booker is one of the leads on um, pushing that through. Mm -hmm. um, we've had convenings even this week during Black Maternal Health Week around um, you know, the, like a, a, a conversation, you know, even at the White House level, Kamala Harris just led a conversation um, like this. And so there's there's so much being talked about. But really what we're here to talk about today is what we're doing, what people can do, how we can have self-determination in our communities and and strive to make a difference starting today. And we can all advocate. We can all be uh, folks who are striving towards change. Um, you know, the systems are broken and they're not designed to actually support us. So we need to figure out how to design new systems and new spaces to support ourselves. Mm. So now what, what is the, the main problem that you say? You know, a woman gets pregnant, she goes to the doctor, she gets tested, they take a blood test. So what is next? What should women be doing to make sure that we don't have these problems? So structurally, right, we're mm -hmm. looking, and I think Lisa can speak to this from her own experience as well, right? Because we both have children who are older now, so we can look at this from a greater time horizon and not be looking at it from, you know, having younger children, but seeing over the years, our own experiences, and also what we see today is, there's systemic racism is a huge issue. Like people like to say like, oh, well, were they eating? Were they going to their doctor's appointments? Were we The research shows that people do go to their doctor's appointments, but they feel dismissed. They're mm -hmm. not being heard. They're not being listened to. Their pain is dismissed. We're seen as being impervious to pain, right? And so we're usually underdiagnosed or misdiagnosed and undertreated, right? And so living in a time like COVID where people have comorbidities that may show up, by the way, um, and, and rear their heads while you're not getting adequate care because the care is telehealth, for instance, then guess what happens? Things that could be treated during a pregnancy can become lethal at the end if they're, you know, especially if they're things that 
you know, could could really impact your health, right? Or, or the baby's health. And so one thing is, you know, having consistency in providers, which is really important, access to um, really good and, and fair um, medical insurance. We need to have safe, affordable um, care, you know, mm-hmm. throughout pregnancy and the entire reproductive continuum because things happen outside of pregnancy, as we know, that impact health, right? Like choices come up and everything is on an as need basis, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important to have education. And that's one of the things we're really excited to talk about today because a lot of people have confusion around what choice really looks like mm-hmm. in maternal health. Mm-hmm. So if you have a doula who's working with you throughout your pregnancy, your doula gives you questions to ask when you go for the checkup. And the the other thing that happens is there's an assumption when we talk about the black maternal health crisis, there's an assumption that, oh, uh, black and brown people are of lower socioeconomic status, a uh, different level of education, different, you know, salaries, so forth. Maybe they have insurance or not. And, and it's all tied around access and poverty. And it has nothing to do with it. You can be affluent, six figures, great hospital, great doctor, and still die because mm-hmm. they're just not listening to you. Mm-hmm. I was also, you know, noticing when you go to the hospital, a lot of times they do things by protocol, right? Mm-hmm. It's not person from person, a patient to patient. Right. Right. I'm just thinking even with my, I have five kids, but my last child, my wife went to the hospital and they said, how many centimeters? They check. Okay. You should go back home. Well, my wife was like, no. Not this, on the fifth. This doesn't, this, doesn't feel, <laughs> this doesn't feel like going back home. I'm staying here. And it was a big thing. And mm-hmm. thank God she did because we almost had a complication. But I think it's everything is too protocol. Yeah. We have to change that. Yeah. I, I think this is why, um, you know, intuition is really important, right? Because she felt and you felt like something like, ah, this doesn't feel right. We're going to, you know, make an executive decision here for our care. It's really important to be able to to speak up. And that's actually advocating an action, right? And so, so part of that looks like um, having informed consent, you know, when prior to a medical treatment or procedure taking place, you need to be told at every single juncture what is happening. And so um, just because you had an experience and the, and the baby turned out healthy doesn't, doesn't invalidate the pain that it took or right. that it caused or the complications that you endured. All right, we have more with Latham Thomas and Lisa Price. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with founder of Carol's Daughter, Lisa Price, and doula Latham Thomas. This is Black Maternal Health Week. Now, Charlamagne? You, you definitely explained what, what doulas do, but what, what are the benefits? So there's so many benefits. Um, yeah. From a clinical side of things, you know, we actually have studies that show that, you know, the presence of a doula can decrease the use of pain uh, medication, can increase the um, vag- the instances of vaginal birth, can decrease uh, C-sections by like 28%. Lathan did that for my wife. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she had an incredible birth. Um, can can also help to increase uh, breastfeeding, mm-hmm. uh, maternal satisfaction, bonding. Uh, all of these things are possible. Mm-hmm. But um, but the one of the things that I think is really important and, and it's critical is to decrease C-sections and increase vaginal deliveries because what well, people don't understand, like how you're, how you're born matters and all births, I mean, C-sections are sacred. You know, all births are sacred because 
you know, how you get here is how you're meant to be here. But we also honor all types of birth outcomes and all types of feeding, right? And so it's about being non-judgmental and being able to provide people with the tools they need to like move through that process. And what happens during that time? Like, do you change doctors? Because this doctor's telling you, you have to have a C-section, right? And you're saying no. So now do you change the doctor? Because... She didn't change, my wife didn't change the doctor. No? I, I think it, it depends on whether or not you can arrive at uh, an understanding. Um, so there are times when people do change doctors and mm -hmm. sometimes you can't because of insurance. But it it's just having the the doula there, you, you have that pause to ask another question. So, for example, if the doctor doesn't feel that the labor is progressing, it's very common to give women Pitocin to increase the contractions. But then the Pitocin is something artificial that's being introduced. Now, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure there are times when medically it is needed, but mm -hmm. it is prescribed way too frequently, way too quickly. Mm -hmm. A doula would say, you know what? Let me let me walk with mom and I'm going to take mom up and down the hall for a bit and and we're going to we're going to see if we can get this going on our own. So can we hold off on the pitocin maybe? Mm -hmm. And then mom and doula go walking up and down the hall and maybe things progress and they don't have to go to that route. If there's no doula there, if you don't know, you don't know that you can ask that question, mm -hmm. then you get pitocin. Now your contractions are not only horrible, they have no rhythm. Right. With Pitocin, it's like 10 seconds, here's another one, 15 seconds, oh, there's another, and, and you don't have the rhythm anymore. So now you feel even less control because now I can't even control my pain. And then you get defeated. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody starts talking about a C-section, you're like, you know what? That might be a good idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm tired. And being a new parent, your first time, yeah. you have no clue. Yeah, like you said, and you have nobody to talk to. That's why I'm, you know, a doula. I wish we had had a doula the first time. I just remember the doctor when we were delivering, and we had five kids, and this was the first baby. I don't know what it's called, but they have to slice with the knife. Oh gosh, and that happened. My wife was so mad after, but I'm there, you know, looking. I don't know what to say. I don't know the questions to ask. And my wife was like, "The doctor didn't have to do that." You know, no. I had four other children and didn't have to do that. But yeah. They were so in a rush, probably because they had so many other deliveries. It was and like if whoever invented that procedure had to sit when they urinated, my wife it said wouldn't the same exist. Thing. They said it burns like <laughs> a mother. It's making me hurt just now. I'm like rocking back and forth. So it's a cut into the erectile tissue between the vaginal opening and the anus, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, so to create more ease for a baby to be delivered, a doctor yeah. might make that cut. It has to be medically necessary. There are so few reasons to do this cut. And the baby was five pounds, six ounces. So oh, there was yeah, no, no reason for that cut. Yeah. No, there was no, no reason, reason for that cut. But yeah. I didn't know. Like, I'm, you, you don't know as a father. You just, yeah. all right, you know. But I mean, a lot of things that we see, uh, that we accept as normal. So like somebody laboring on their back, right? So if you're on your back, then your hips are closed. If you're squatting, your pelvis is 30% more open. So why would you not just get upright and squat and use gravity to bring your baby down and to like not have any tearing, right? But there's never a reason to cut into that tissue. I can say this so clearly too, for people who get episiotomies, that erectile tissue, like it, it has to um, heal. And when when you're having when you're having intercourse, that tissue actually engorges and it makes it really uncomfortable. So a lot of people, for years, sex is uncomfortable for them because of that cut. I was gonna ask, you know, when when me and my wife first started having kids, they said 35 was the age. After 35, it's it's you know you have to be careful. 
Mm-hmm. Then it went up to 40. Then they said 40 is the age. You got to be careful after 40 trying to have kids. Is there an age limit of when it's necessary where you can't have kids and say, well, you got to be extra, extra careful? Or is it one of those things where you can go around things for women that are a little older? I'll share a little bit on that. What I would like to say first is biological age and chronological age do not run concurrently, which means that like my however many years I've been on this planet does not necessarily correlate with like my biological age, which will show um, how I metabolize stress, like how I um, what, what I may eat, where I live environmentally, like there's a lot of impact on our bodies, right? And it's it's different for everybody. So this idea that at 35, that every single person across the globe, has, ovaries start to act crazy, uterus is falling out, organs are prolapsing, like this is not the case. Now, everybody is different, mm-hmm. but like I think there's a perpetuation of of this idea of aging that is uncomfortable for people because we do not respect people in that become ancient in this culture. We don't we throw people out with age, right? And so um it's a mechanism also for control too. So I think part of it is that like we have to, you know, there's regenerative practices, there's foods, there's herbs, there's all kinds of things that we can do. But um, yes, there is science and yes, like eggs do age. We're born with all the eggs we'll ever have. And actually when we're in fetal development, those eggs are also um, being developed and shedding. But I, I think the point is, is like, you know, preserving your, your health and well-being is something that we should show up to every single day. We should show up to the office of health and well-being, right? Like that's, that's lifestyle, right? And so I just, I, I, I don't like that people try to use science to, to make completely um to to help people determine and and usually rule themselves out of possibilities for life choices or life decisions um based on what a doctor one doctor said right right well thank god for love delivered then because y'all gonna gonna, y'all gonna ease a lot of people's pain right and and is it also too though as you get older that there's more of a chance that you'll naturally have twins yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, they say that, um, yeah, after 35, 37, um, you know, especially for black women, yeah, the statistics increase for, for twin, to, like spontaneous twin um, pregnancies, yeah. God, like, let me give you a couple since you waited. <laughs> yeah. Since, since, you since you did this one last time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give it two. <laughs> well, Latham Thomas, Lisa Price, thank you for joining us so much. We thank appreciate you. you guys. Thank you. Is guys. it lovedelivered.com? CarolsDaughter.com. Backslash love deliver. Can we say it together though? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it together. Okay. CarolsDaughter.com backslash love delivered. You are a dope RB group. There you go. And and one day. Next time we're going to (laughs) harmonize. One day, listen, you got to come up here and we can talk all things Carol's daughters. Yes. Carol's daughters. I I feel so honored to be in this space. This is so great. I'm like, I'm I'm on the Breakfast Club. Well, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you. The Breakfast Club. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk new music. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, it's Friday, so you know what that means. There is new music out. Now, Saweetie has put out her Pretty Summer playlist, season one, and this is her... 
forecasting talent that she thinks is next up. Now, one of the songs that's been getting some attention on there is a song that she's on, Kendra J. It's it's called Seesaw featuring Saweetie. And people are saying that it seems like she's addressing Quavo. Listen to this. I heard some direct bars in there. Yeah, definitely. And she said, "You." She said, right. "You said I was the, not the woman you thought, or something like that." Mm-hmm. Drop on a clues, my sweetie, out here, body and bars. Y'all want no. All right. Also out today is. YSL Slime Language 2, 23 tracks long. All kinds of guest appearances. Travis Scott, Drake, Big Sean, Little Baby Kid, Cuddy, Lil Uzi, Skepta. A whole lot of people are on this album. So here is uh, Solid. This is Young Thug and Gunna featuring Drake. Find me somewhere out in London, you know that's the hideaway. I need some more support from you right away. Since I've been making donations to you like United Way. Stories you told me about him, I could see that it's night and day. He told me the truth. Walking from here to my bedroom and feel like it's miles away. It's too many rooms. And I'm still hard, buddy. I don't feel nobody. And I'm with some riding on my friendships. Solid, I get big deposits on my whips. Exotic. Revenue engine, what? City dependent. Mm. I gotta finish it. I want opinions. I'm gonna get into that later. I'm gonna tell you something. That's a very mature ask. That Drake asked that young lady. He said, "I want some moral support." Mm. Ask your woman for ask your woman for some moral support this weekend, guys. Moral support, very mature. Also, also Conway the Machine, La Machina is out today with uh, features from Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, Two Chains, Luda, all, all kinds of people. Big Scar, Big Grim Reaper is out today. Also, Ooh, Memphis. I keep telling y'all, Memphis got the best rappers in the game right now, but y'all don't want to listen to me. Now, there's also a new song that's been released. Uh, DMX, Swiss Beats, and French Montana. It's called Been to War. Long live X. Mm-hmm. Long live Earl And that's Simmons. from the soundtrack. That's from the soundtrack from Godfather of Harlem, the Epic's original series. Oh, it's a lot to get into. I'm definitely getting into that uh, YSL album. Definitely getting into Conway's album. Somebody else you just named. Now, Scar. Scar. Definitely big Scar. All right. And of course, you know, keep on checking for these new music updates. I wish I had an hour to talk about everything that's out today because people will be like, you missed this, you missed that. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, can't get into everything. Now, you know, we love talking about investments on this show. And NBA stars Carmelo Anthony and John Wall have put some money into a cannabis brand now. So it might be something worth people looking at. We saw what just happened with Coinbase. So if you're looking to put your money into an industry that is high growth in more ways than one, they're saying cannabis might be the ticket with all these states legalizing the use of recreational marijuana. 
And John Wall and Carmelo Anthony are now investors in L-E-U-N-E. I don't know the right pronunciation. It sounds like Loon. Loon. It's a California-based marijuana company. So according to CNBC, they reported that they have joined NBA agent Rich Paul. Also Lala Anthony and uh, music manager Anthony Saleh. You know, him and Nas have their company together in a Mm -hmm. new round of funding to help that company raise $5 million. Just putting that out there. And in the NBA, Lamar Odom, he was talking about his one of his last conversations with Kobe Bryant and how Kobe Bryant offered to help him with his debt. He was on the All the Smoke podcast, and here's what he said. I had um, been gambling, and it had the had kind of got like a little too steep. And if you're in a bad situation, especially about some money, he ain't the one that you're going to want to call. Forever, I gathered up the strength. I put my pride to the side. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, after he went in, he went in on you first? Yeah. He was just like, have your people, call my people, and then you, you figure it out. Kobe better than me. What you mean? You lose your money gambling? Gambling? You got to eat that. You got to, you know, when you make a phone call to me for something like that, it got to be life and death. It got to be, you know, you backed up on some medical bills or you about to lose your house or something. Gambling? No. Yeah, but, no, you, no, but no. Kobe's in a different tax bracket than, than you are and him, his, his relationship with him show with Lamar was a lot greater but I'm with you and you get what it, I got to do then shut the hell up how you gonna sit there and judge me and then tell me you with me shut, 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 shut up I don't wanna hear from you I no more I thought about it I'm like nah B you gamble nah nigga this nigga is shaming me you ain't in the same tax bracket as Kobe you know <laughs> what I mean but as I was speaking I'm like, I thought about it I'm like you gambling you gambling you I'm coming for you money no, to gamble? no sorry and, already, and then Mm-mm. you call me no. nah, gambling B. is an addiction though we've seen that before it's a sickness it's an addiction what I got to do anything? And then you, and it could trigger his other addictions. So no, maybe I don't want to hear no, 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 that. He may have that. wanted yeah, to try to help that. him. No. And mm-hmm. He said, we'll figure it out. So maybe it was conditional. No. Maybe it was go to rehab and I'll help you. Who knows? Unless you're in a situation like Alonzo in training day where the Russian's going to kill you at a certain time. If you ain't calling <laughs> me, telling me nothing like that, I'm not helping you with getting out of your gambling debt. You got to figure that out on your own. No, because what they're going to try to do, they're going to try to, if, if after I paid off, you're going to re-gamble and try to get back <laughs> yeah, up? Exactly. No. <laughs> Not gambling. No, you on your own with that one, King. Love you, though. What? It, what? <laughs> That is your rumor report. Love you. Love you, brother, but you got to wear that debt. Yeah, I ain't messing okay? with that. Okay? thought about it. Nope, 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 nope. All right. Revolt, we'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Bumpy's back. Oscar winner Forrest Whitaker returns as crime boss Bumpy Johnson in the acclaimed epic series Godfather of Harlem. Returns April 18th only on Epics. Get the channel or the app. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line, Carrie O'Horn. Thank you for having me again. Thank you, Charlamagne. No, man, it's a pleasure, especially being that we hear... Uh, talking some really, really, really good news. First of all, we got to tell them Carrie O'Horn's story. You know, she's a former Buffalo police officer who back in the day she stopped a fellow cop's chokehold on a suspect. Correct. Which which they terminated you for, right? Am I explaining that correctly? Uh, well, he doesn't like to be called a suspect. His name is Neil Mack. All of his charges were dropped. I'm sorry, Neil. Yes. <laughs> yes. But they, they fired you for that. Yeah. For doing the right thing. They made up a... a a story that I jumped on the officer's back, which was impossible because there was a suspect between us and we were face to face. So they basically said that I just went there and just was out of control. And they took your pension away, you were fired, and 
you had to fight and fight and fight and damn near suited to get everything back. So, so what happened now? Where are we at now? So then in um, September, the council passed Cario's law, which is the duty to intervene. It was a law that I wrote in 2016 and I just did not know how to get it passed. So Terry Watson, um, the founder of Strategies for Justice, he helped along with my team. They helped me uh, get that passed. Um, and actually was, it actually was an effort with protesters and everybody, everybody chipped in to help, help get that law passed. Then the mayor signed it like a month later. And then yesterday, the judge ruled for me because we filed a lawsuit. The attorneys, I have awesome attorneys also. Um, they filed a lawsuit and yesterday the judge had came back with a decision and to give me my pension. Hey! That's right. Hey. Overturned the firing. And um, so I'm pension eligible. That's that's the term I'm supposed to use, pension eligible. I want to revisit though back then because what we're seeing right now while we're watching this Derek Chauvin case, right? And what's happening with him is how many people that were witnesses wish they could have intervened or done something to stop Derek Chauvin from killing George Floyd. And you actually did intervene. So can you tell us what was going on in your mind at that time? Um, there was a, a man um, named Mark Virginia who was killed by the Buffalo police. And that's what I thought of when I saw him choking Neil Mack. I thought of um, Mark Virginia, where there were other officers there and nobody stopped the chokehold to um, save his life. So that's actually what I thought of. And so, you know, I yelled to him, Greg, you're choking him. And then when he didn't stop, that's when I decided to step in, grab his arm. And that's all I did was grab his arm from around his neck. But then by the time they finished with the story, it doesn't matter. You're a hero. That's right. Okay, you did exactly what we would want any police officer to do in that situation. And, and you know what? Did, didn't that same police police officer end up getting going to jail for something else after that? Yeah, he did. He choked another officer on duty, and then he he banged the heads of four teens on a police car that he was arresting, and one of the teens was shot with a BB gun. Also, in the George Floyd case, we saw that no officer did anything. That's right. That's, that's the purpose of Cario's law. Mm-hmm. It's the Cario's law duty to intervene because then it's a law that you have to intervene, but we need to make it a national law because it makes no sense to just have it here in this city where an officer here can move to another city and get on that department. We actually needed a federal law. So it's great that it that it started here, but it needs to be a federal law. And you can go to carrioslaw.com and get all the information to jump on board for that. You have to have a law in place for officers to do what they say they they're, they have they're supposed to do, which is protect and serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I didn't want any other officer to go through what I had gone through for doing the right thing. So I tried to figure out what a solution would be because you hear the problems all of the time. So I wanted a solution, and what will force the officers to do it? Because if you don't force them, a lot of them are still not going to do it because they don't want to cross over that blue line. So it, that's why I thought of the law. So now that we have the law and they have to do it, then it's important to get it passed um, throughout the country. And my attorneys are on. Yeah, I see attorney. I see what I'm see him. On. I saw him. When he popped up with the bow tie and that Law of America book behind him, I said, well, that's the attorney right <laughs> there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, we were asking earlier, uh, Ron, about, you know, what happens now? Does she get a pension back? We were talking back pay and, 
Is she an officer now? So can you break it down what exactly it is? Actually, what, what happened uh, with this ruling is she was reinstated until the date that she was fired, basically. They, they put everything back as though it were, you know, 14 years ago. So she gets back pay for those two years, and that brings her up to 20 years of service, which makes her pension eligible. So we've got to do some stuff to do the paperwork for the pension, but she's back to um, where she was as though this ridiculous decision had not happened in the first place. Uh, we have to talk about later, you know, what happens from 2010 to 2020, but yeah, that's a that's a separate that. conversation. I was going to say that. Let's say she didn't want to retire. She should still be bitten, being paid for right now. Like, she's she's a cop. She should be paid for it right now. <laughs> Much more difficult question, but I hear you. Uh, we, we, we're going to deal with that. Now, Ms. Horn, they're saying, you know, I'm reading the headlines, and they're saying that, you know, you've been vindicated. Do you feel vindicated? Do you feel like this is justice? To a certain point, yes. I think that the attorneys did an awesome job. Um, they did. They really did an awesome job. I really didn't understand how he was working, but he was like, trust me on this, Ron. He said, trust me on this. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I've been trying to fight it all of these years and I didn't get anywhere. So I have to trust them on this. And thank you, Ron. Thank you so much. And Instasar, is Instasar going to say anything? Hey, Instasar, what is it, Instasar? Intasar, Intasar, peace, Intasar. Peace to you. Uh, it was. Uh, I I think this was justice a long time in coming, and we're so happy that Cario has been vindicated now. Let, let, let me just say really really quick because Cario was a little too modest. She had opportunities years ago to get kind of minor settlements in this, but she refused to do it because mm-hmm. of the broader issue. Because of Cario's law, uh, she said, it's not just about me. It's about a much, much broader issue. And that's a matter of principle. And that's one of the reasons that we took on uh, this matter, because she is so principled. And you don't say that a lot. Most people are me, 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 me. Cario was like, it's not just about me. Other officers all over the country are facing this. And we've got to force them. To be at to, to be able to intervene when they see this kind of foolishness going on. So she just, you know, she she stood firm. No, and Ron. was homeless and everything, but she stood firm. And and so thank you, Carrie. No, Ron, you're absolutely right because every single time Ms. Horn reaches out to me, it's never about her pension or anything going on with her. It's always about Carrie's law. It's you know this is happening for Carrie's law. This marches for Carrie's law. This is for Carrie's law. So you're absolutely right. She's not. It's not a self-serving thing at all. Much love, Carrie O. We'll, you we'll, guys we'll are a blessing. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, again, and thank you to Carrie Horn for joining us. Um, and I'm so glad that they gave her pension back, man. I'm glad they gave yeah. her pension back, too. She was supposed to be on um, CNN this morning, but they canceled the interview because of uh, breaking news. But she'll be on TMZ later, man. I I, I love Carrie Horn, and I think that her, her story needs to get out there a lot more. But also Carrie law needs to be federal because... I do think it's a crime if you're a police officer and you don't intervene when another police officer is failing to do their job uh, of protecting and serving. So salute to Carrie Horn. Uh, and also, I'm going to be out in Arizona this weekend, Saturday Night Live. So anybody out in Phoenix, Arizona, come hang out with your boy. Now you got a positive note? 
I do, man. And I, I want to tell everybody, too, make sure you go get Tamika Mallory's State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. It's available for pre-order right now, but um, it comes out May 11th. We got the advanced copies in. It makes me feel good to see, you know, different people hitting me up, um, telling me how much they're enjoying the book and loving to see the early reviews. So make sure you go pre-order Tamika D. Mallory's State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. It's out May 11th, but... It's available for pre-order now on Black Privilege Publishing. Okay? Now, the positive note is simply this. As you heal, your attractions change too. All right? Toxicity stops looking like excitement. And peace stops feeling like boredom. Have a great weekend. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?